Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly Playoff Edition. Yes, it's taken us... 18 long weeks to get here, but Brian Johnson, we've got playoff football. Lots of it, and uh, some football weather, as uh, people like to call it, right? Yeah, Feeling you know, I think weather. I think a lot of it's being overstated. I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. it this is the time of week when a lot of times uh, people are, are, are suggesting way worse weather than it turns out to be. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any denying the cold. Uh, that's going to be in Kansas City, though. It'll be cold. We'll get into all these games, of course. Yeah, like historically cold for, you know, I think of like the Giants-Packers uh, game in 07, the red-faced uh, uh, yeah. Tom Coughlin game. Vikings-Seahawks, uh, I think, is the most recent oh, yeah. game that's in this ballpark. Uh, that one was negative five, I believe, at kickoff. And, of course, Bud Grant came University running out. Minnesota Stadium, of course. Uh-huh. People wondering. They're playing at the Gopher Stadium. Yeah. yeah Bud Grant. Yep. Short sleeves. Yep. When uh, they were building U.S. Bank Stadium, so that was uh, that was epic for sure. Uh, lots of games to get through, and the way I decided to do this, rather than like break every game down and completely like uh, FFW style, I just want to pick out sort of key interesting angles from each one of these. It could be for use in your DFS team. It could be for use if you're cobbling together a playoff roster, like a full, the full playoffs. If you're a better, you could probably use some of this for prop bets. So however you want to play, I think this is going to be some cool stuff to look at, Brian. And um, I thought maybe we just attack these in the order in which they will be played this weekend. Makes sense. That brings us to Cleveland-Houston. Right this is with all the great quarterbacks that are coming up this weekend, Brian. So, like, Miami, you get Tua versus Mahomes. Then we got Josh Allen, and we've got uh, Jordan Love, who might be the third consecutive Hall of Fame quarterback uh, for the for the Packers, at Dallas and Dak Prescott. You've got the great quarterback situation between the Rams and the Lions. You've got Jalen Hurts and whether or not he's, you know, how hurt is he going to be? Can he be effective? But the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. Joe Flacco, C.J. Stroud is my favorite game. 
from Me this too. whole weekend. And that's the first one. It's I don't know if I'm going to watch the other ones. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not getting Peacock after that game. I'm the, I'm the Mahomes and Tua. Yeah, this is the primetime game right here. I love this game. So uh, I want to, the angle I want to talk to you about that I'm really interested in is a big game from CJ Stroud. I think most of America doesn't realize how good CJ Stroud is because the Texans were never on national television. They had only noon local time starts every week until week 18 when they had their win and in game against the Colts. Most of the country doesn't realize just how good CJ Stroud is, Brian. No, and, and like when he was really catching fire, maybe they would have flexed Houston into one of the primetime games. And then he got hurt and he missed what two, three games That's in right. a row with the concussion. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I'm ex- he's going to see how he uh, handles the big lights, the bright lights. Even knowing our listeners are hardcore football fans, I bet most of them don't realize Houston has won seven of the last 10 games. You know, it took them a little while to sort of shake off several years of losing, right? And then, you know, the last over the last 10 games, they get seven wins. I mean, that's, you know, those are, and several of them legitimate wins against good teams. So let's talk about C.J. Stroud in particular. Um, the Cleveland secondary, Denzel Ward, questionable. Mike Ford, questionable. Two important cornerbacks. Safety Grant Delpit just got put on IR. And the other safety, Juan Thornhill may not play in this game. Those are huge angles. Um, and the other thing that I think is really interesting is that you know, we all view Cleveland as an elite defense, and they are a good defense. But you know what? Their pass defense was elite for the first 12 games. Let's talk about the more recent six games. Cleveland yielding 61 more passing yards over the most recent six games and over the double number of passing touchdowns, two over two, 2.1 passing touchdowns per game over the last six, Brian. This pass defense, and, and get a load of this, over those four games, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, Trevor Simeon, and Jake Browning were among the quarterbacks who were putting up big games and helping propel Cleveland to the to the futility stats that I just mentioned. That's going to be a whole other story with Stroud. Mm-hmm. Under the, the safety of a dome, too. One of the, you, you got all the dome games, by the way. I got Did the, I get the, dome the, games? The, I didn't realize that. Games. Yeah, you're right. I got, yeah, I got, got I got, games. I don't have any to deal with any weather for any of my games. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. The, uh, if I were allowed to legally bet in Minnesota, I would be betting CJ Stroud over one and a half passing touchdowns. I'm not. Uh, Houston scores through the air as anybody who rostered Damian Pierce, sorry, or Devin Singletary knows they don't score on the ground. This team scored 75% of their touchdowns through the air. Nico Collins. And maybe if you're feeling uh, up to it, how about a little Dalton Schultz as an angle here for a receiving touchdown as well? I like uh, I like those angles. I think I think scores are coming here. Um Another reason, and by the way, yeah, I, I was going to ask: yeah. Is this the this might be the highest over under of the weekend? No, it's not right now. It's uh, it's Rams. Bay, I think. Oh uh, yeah, I think for, it is that one. I think that one's sitting at like fifty five. Uh, everybody, views, I'm going to guess that yeah. the, all, all the dome games are the top three. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Uh, here's the other angle yeah, I want to talk about. One and a half. Well, we'll get to those other games later. Go ahead. Sorry, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. I think are going to struggle in this game. So we mentioned Houston played its national, its one nationally televised game last week, 
and Jonathan Taylor ran through the Texans and almost single-handedly brought the Colts to the playoffs, but Taylor couldn't quite get there. But, A, it took Taylor 30 carries in that game to get to his 188 rushing yards. But more importantly, that output was a total anomaly against a surging Houston run defense. Get a load of this, how great the Houston run defense had been prior to Jonathan Taylor last week. In the 10 games prior, 10 games a long sample size. I'd mentioned that 10-game uh, 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 win-loss thing for Houston. In the prior 10 games, Brian, Houston's run defense giving up 2.7 yards per carry. That's it. Yikes. Here's what some better runners than Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt have done against Houston recently. Two meetings with Derrick Henry. His average game, 25 yards and 1.8 yards per carry. Brees Hall, 40 yards. Javante Williams, 46 yards. Travis Etienne averaged 2.8 yards per carry. Joe Mixon put up 46 yards. And two games ago when these teams met, Jerome Ford, 25 yards. Kareem Hunt, 11 yards rushing. That's it. I believe Houston's going to win this game. They're, they're the underdogs, I believe. They right? are underdogs. I believe three-ish <laughs> point underdogs. Yeah, I was wrong. 44 and a half point over under. It is the third highest, but it's uh, like six, seven points behind the other two indoor yep. games. Dallas, yep. Green Bay, Rams. Lions. Well, it's because you know people broadly believe this Cleveland defense. I think the perception yeah. was set through those first 12 weeks that Cleveland is a shutdown defense. I'm just here to say they haven't played that way. For six weeks. Yeah, I like parlaying the uh, the over with those props you mentioned, the Stroud overs, maybe the, you know, to hit that over, the Texans got to score some points, and uh, they're going to do that through the air, like you said, most likely. All right, let's go to Miami taking on Kansas City. All right, uh, yeah, uh, we know it's going to be cold. Uh, negative 20, wind chill, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Tickets are like 40 bucks right now. <laughs> I saw. No, I, that's pretty crazy for a Chiefs playoff game. That really is. Uh, I doubt, I doubt uh, Taylor Swift will be there. But these teams played uh, this season, actually, in Germany, if you recall, back in week nine, the uh, the pre-hard knock days for the Dolphins. Have mm-hmm. you been watching? No, hard I've not watched the in-season hard knocks. I, I, I watch a lot of football, Brian. I, I get enough. As do I. But there's, I, don't, I don't know. He's still in between the football you watch. Yeah. My favorite part of Hard Knocks is the non-football, though. I hate when they show the football mm-hmm. in Hard Knocks. I, li- I like all the all-field stuff. But anyway, uh, it was an ugly game. Chiefs won 21-14 in that one. Uh, Going to probably be an ugly game in this one. Kansas City, four-and-a-half-point favorites over under a 43-and-a-half. We, we expect the weather, the extreme cold, uh, to play a role in this game. Uh, on the injury front, Raheem Mostert expected to make his return but Miami's defense is all sorts of banged up. Xavier uh, Howard has been ruled out. Uh, both starting safeties questionable to play. Miami's lost about five linebackers over the last four weeks, so uh, they're all they're all sorts of injured on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball for for Miami. So you know it's really all about the cold. There's not a lot of players you, that really stand out in this game, even though there are huge names. But guys, I'm I'm fading are like Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey, my, my, the, the guy I like most in this game is a DFS dart throw is Noah Gray, who's a uh, he'll probably come come in close to bare minimum. The Dolphins are one of eight teams to yield at least 125 targets to tight ends, mm. one of five teams to allow at least 900 yards and seven touchdowns to the position. And uh, 
so those are great numbers, obviously, for opposing tight ends. And we've seen Gray get involved. And I got to give credit to uh, Derek Brown of Fantasy Pros uh, for this stat. He went in a little deeper. Since week 13, Miami has utilized cover three or cover six. Those are zone coverages, you know, the takeaway, basically the deep play on uh, more than 50% of their defensive snaps. And since week 12 against these coverages, Noah Gray has a, a 30% targets per route run. Uh, that's third on the team and uh, nearly three yards per route run uh, when facing cover three or cover six. And those are great numbers. And uh, I don't know, Travis Kelsey is taking a, a step back. So Noah Gray, a, a great a dart throw there. Uh, when I was talking about fading guys, I think Tyree Kill is the number one fade uh, in a revenge game. So this is a guy, you know, you're not going to uh, want to use him in your one and done pools, even though usually when a team like the Dolphins, we don't expect to win, you're like, oh, I want to use one of the big name players because this is my only chance to use them. You know what I mean? A one and done uh, game where you only use a player once uh, in the playoffs. Yep. Um, yep. Hill, all sorts of banged up uh, with the ankle injury. The chief secondary led by Legereus Sneed, maybe the best corner in the game, at least one of the best. They're going to focus on him. And Kansas City as a whole deploys a lot of two high safety zone looks, which actually caters more to Jalen Waddle. So I have to pick a receiver in this game. It's Waddle. Against two high safety zone, Waddle actually leads Hill in targets per route run. So he has more targets per route run in his coverage and yards per route run. Uh, four and a half, which is a lot for Waddle to uh, just three from Hill. So uh, I, the, 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 the Chiefs are not going to want Tyree Kill to go off in this game. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to take away you know the deep play threat from Hill. So I like Waddle more in this game. So I'm totally out on Hill. So uh, You know, I'm just out. Uh, that's game in, this, in yeah. a nutshell. Hopefully no one gets frostbite. Uh, I, I'm just out on the passing games. I just think there's a point at which if it's cold enough, the air just comes out of the, the ball. And I, I would be more inclined to try to orient maybe towards the running backs in this one. But that's, uh, that's just me. And I, I think we're at that stage where it's just, it's just going to might be one of those games where nothing's really moving. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think you raised some really valid points about the Miami defense being very suspect and, uh, very banged up and, you know, but I'm done speculating that this is the game that Kansas City turns it around because we've been doing that for two months. I saw, uh, you know, that Miami's got a historically bad record in cold weather games. And I saw how they, uh, Mike McDaniel said they got the, the facility, they can get it down to 50 with the air conditioning. That's it. So they've been practicing. <laughs> in 50 degree weather. <laughs> like, you better be doing that, like, basically uh, naked, like, you know, ice packs on all over your, I mean, I don't know. They're <laughs> It's going to be an ugly game. That is going to be an ugly game. Watch it. Um, remember, Miami traveled to, uh, was it Buffalo last year? Skylar Thompson almost won that game in cold weather. Let's uh, let's go to Pittsburgh-Buffalo. The next one up, this is also one of yours, and this is also a weather game. Uh, it sounds like over the totality of the weekend, there's going to be quite a bit of snow. It's unclear as to how much snow, Brian, is actually going to fall during game. Um, you know, Buffalo knows all about snow removal. I mean, you know, they, all all the lake effect snow that they've they've gotten uh, since the the city was uh, you know founded. So I, I I don't believe the rumors that they might move the game or anything like that. I and, and I'm not and I'm not fully believing the stories that it's going to be like a foot of snow during the game or anything like that. No, and supposedly the main snow is going to be on Saturday or, you know, overnight. So they'll have time to clear the field and all that. So I'm not too worried about that. It's uh, it's Buffalo. It's nothing nothing new. And this is definitely not uh, one of the, the, the sexier games on a super wild card weekend uh, from an offensive standpoint. Buffalo, nine and a half point favorites, over under of 35. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that's basically all on the Buffalo side, right? Uh, TJ Watt been ruled out for Pittsburgh. That is huge. I mean, for Pittsburgh to have a chance in this game, their defense has to step up big. TJ Watt, one of the best yeah. pass rushers in the NFL. So that bodes well for Buffalo. Gabe Davis, unlikely to play. That might no, he's well ruled out. Buffalo. They've ruled him out. So he's, he's not going. He's been ruled out already. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to go, so he's out. Uh, so we can we can throw that. We, we can mitigate all roller coaster ride risk. Whether you're going to get zero points or. 30 from from gabe davis so uh mm-hmm. khalil shakir uh a, a guy who will be popular uh for sure he, he stepped up uh after uh, since davis has uh been down the last game yeah. or two uh really you know from the bills side i'm worried about the bills from the perspective of best ball contests where you know there's an advancement after each round where the bills are probably going to win this game but they're not going to score a lot of points, one would think. So a lot of best ball teams are probably going to die by that are heavily invested in the Bills, even though they're going to advance to the next round most likely, but uh, not going to score a lot of points. So I, from a from a DFS perspective, I'm going to go with a Steeler as my, my dart throw, and it's Jalen Warren, who uh, is has reverted back to the at, to the backup role behind Najee Harris, even though it's always been a, a 50-50 split, essentially. The Bills were one of six teams to allow at least 85 catches and 700 yards to opposing running backs. Uh, Buffalo also deploys two high safety coverage at the third highest clip in the league. And Mason Rudolph has targeted his running backs over 40% of the time uh, against too mm. high. And Jalen Warren is is the still the preferred pass catching running back. And uh, Rudolph going to be under a lot of duress most likely. I see him checking down to Warren a lot in this game. And with the, the conditions not being great uh, for passing most likely, I just see uh, Warren as a safety blanket. And he's... Uh, going to be the cheapest running back on the slate that, that gets significant run for you, and he's going to come in at a very low ownership percentage. So he's uh, my contrarian dart throw in DFS. Really, the fade is just almost anyone else in this game, <laughs> even from the Buffalo side. <laughs> They're going to need to score 10 points, and that's like... I mean, they'll, they'll put, put the pedal to the middle a little more than that, but this is just not... Not a fun game from an offensive perspective. James Cook could get a lot of work. They could see them getting ahead and then yeah. just running Cook a bunch and um, and holding there. And it's hard to find your spots with Cook, right? you got to really be thoughtful about it. Yep. I think this could be one of them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
let's go to the next game that's uh, that's up as we transition to uh, the Sunday uh, late afternoon game. That's Green Bay at Dallas. For Jordan Love, uh, some night. I think there's some sneaky opportunity here. Uh, first of all, by the way, his over under of rushing yards is like nine. Um, he's going to run from Micah Parsons for nine on the first drive potentially. <laughs> so uh, there's uh, there's some opportunity for betters that way. The uh, I, I want to talk about some recent passing stats against Dallas, and I want to I'm going to go all the way back to week twelve. So we're going to have a fairly long sample size here, but I'm going to throw out two games. First. The Cowboys got blown out by Buffalo, and they barely passed. I think Josh Allen threw like 14 passes in the game. So I'm going to throw that game out. I'm throwing out Sam Howell's woeful start last Sunday in a meaning, you know, in a meaningless game, which everybody knew that they were going to get, uh, you know, everybody was going to get fired. Howell knows, you know, was not necessarily the uh, intended starter. They've been starting Jacoby him over Jacoby Brissett because they had to, blah, blah, blah. So I'm throwing those out. But other than that, all the other quarterbacks are averaging 280 yards against Dallas. And 280 is a pretty darn good day. So I, I feel like Jordan Love's got that in him. It's you probably, Dallas is going to score points in this game. As we're going to talk about that in a minute. I think Green Bay answers with plenty of passing in particular. And the Dallas safeties are bad. Donovan Wilson and Jaron Curse have pro football focus coverage grades as safety 33 and safety 101. I didn't think there were 101 safeties in the NFL. Um, Love's been obviously way better lately, and I, I really I, seven of his last nine games he's had over 286 yards. I think Jordan Love is going to flirt with the 300 yard mark in this one. I really like him here, and I like I like the ha- receivers too. Oh. Sorry to cut you off there. That's it's right. unlikely to happen, but he still will not have his entire offense healthy for one game. Yeah, Going not all, all the, the starting receivers. Game. Yeah, nope. no. I um, mean, nobody, and, you know, uh, there are lots of cases if you're like the totality of the offense, you don't have those. That's that's many, many teams that don't have all their starters. Uh, but he hasn't even had all of his starting receivers on the field for no. one game. And barely, he's never had Aaron Jones and AJ uh, week one. Then Aaron, but yeah, it's been a crazy year for, for Green Bay. But yeah, I'm excited for this game, too. It should be uh, the over-under is over 50 points, so it should be uh, – Pretty entertaining one. Let's talk about Dak Prescott for a minute. I think sitting on a very big game. Here's the passers the Packers have faced for the last five weeks. Justin Fields, a half of Jaron Hall and a half of Nick Mullins, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito. Here comes Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. You know, and Mayfield and Young, by the way, went off on the Packers. They combined for 700 yards and six touchdowns, Brian. I think this is a big game coming for Dak Prescott. Green Bay's got the worst set of cornerbacks in the playoffs and maybe the whole league. Keyshawn Nixon is basically a special teams return man forced to play slot cornerbacks. They don't have anybody else, which brings us to CeeDee Lamb. Gigantic game possibly incoming here against Keyshawn Nixon, the 82nd ranked cornerback in coverage by Pro Football Focus, giving up an 82% catch rate and an opposer passer rating of 104. Here's what other slot receivers have done against the Packers since Thanksgiving. Adam Thielen, 94 yards. Chris Godwin, 10 catches, 155 yards. Wendell Robinson, 79 yards. Rasheed Rice running mostly from the slot, 8 catches, 64 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 9 catches, 95 yards. Keenan Allen, 10 catches, 116 yards. These slot receivers killing the 
uh, killing the Packers, averaging eight receptions, 100 yards. CeeDee Lamb's the hottest receiver in football. It's going to be a great game for him and tons of points coming. Let's I saw a prop. Um, what it was CD Lamb, and I forget who else. It was like Tyreek Hill or Mike, another big name receiver. But it was for CD Lamb and that other receiver to combine for three hundred and a half yards. Wow! And I was like, CD Lamb might get that himself. Three hundred yards, <laughs> man. That not that much, but he, he could sniff two hundred. That's not too far fetched by any means. The Sunday night game uh, is also mine. That's Rams and Lions. Let's talk that one through for a minute. I think there's possible struggles coming for David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs in this one. Quietly, the Rams have been a terrific run defense. It's largely powered their their way into the playoffs. No back has topped 54 rushing yards since week nine. I mean, that's, you know, we're talking the entire second half of the season. And over that stretch, opposing runners averaging just 3.7 yards per carry. And since week nine, they've given up one rushing touchdown. Brian, these are elite run defense metrics. Montgomery and Gibbs have been very safe weekly starters throughout the regular season. Not so much here. And let me let me put some icing on that. Rams are great against running backs through the air. They ranked number two on the season in receiving yards allowed to runners. And they gave up one running back touchdown through the air all season. The average wow. running back game through the air was for, for, against the Rams. Four catches, 21 yards. So if Montgomery and Gibbs are going to share that, that gives them two catches for 10 and a half yards each. That's it. So I think those guys might struggle in this game. And and also, by the way, it makes me wonder, if, if the Lions do struggle to run the ball, which is kind of their bread and butter that I feel like sets up the rest of their offense, I wonder what happens to the rest of their offense. Puka Nakua is sitting on a potentially gigantic game, Brian. We're going to say that every week for like 10 years, I feel like, but yeah. He's going to face off most commonly against Kendall Vildor, an old FFW favorite. Oh, if we loved picking on Kendall Vildor. Over the past five weeks, the Lions have allowed the most receiving yards to wide receivers by a mile. Get that this is just to wide receivers. 228 yards per game to the wide receiver position. Puka Naku is good for Brian. What do you think? Half of the total Rams wide receiver yardage output? One would think. Mm-hmm. No, there's Cooper Cup in town and uh, Demarcus Robinson, though. He's he's been uh garnering some attention, but yeah, that's yeah. that's a safe assumption. So Kendall Vildor is is an outside cornerback. And, you know, they didn't want to start him, but they got stuck starting him because of Emmanuel Mosley's injury. Now, let me give you some Kindle Vildor futility stats. You ready? Opposer passer rating in Kindle Vildor's coverage. Brian, you want to guess? It's triple digits. And I'm not counting decimal points there. It'd be quintuple digits with decimal points. How about 111.74? Perfect, of course, is a 158 passer rating. In his coverage, he's giving up a 144 passer rating in his coverage. He owns the league's longest average reception is against Kendall Vildor. You want to guess what the average reception against Kendall Vildor is? 
17 yards. 22. I mean, think about that. You're getting 22 yards. I thought I was yards. going too high. Now, <laughs> wow. No, right? It's, it's unbelievable. He's allowed the longest reception from scrimmage across the entire league, Kendall Vildor, and he's allowed touchdowns in back-to-back games entering this one. It's a potentially massive game for Puka Nakua on the outside, which is where you'll find Kendall Vildor. Uh, Demarcus Robinson also runs from the outside. He's going to see some Kendall Vildor too. I wouldn't. I, you know, I would consider him as somebody that you could uh, you could make some waves with. I think the Rams, as much as we all want the Lions, I think with their years of futility, the Rams won the Super Bowl three years ago. You know, I think most people feel like the Lions deserve to win this. We might want them to win this. I think the Rams are going to win. I kind of do too. Another great game, though. These Philadelphia game games back to back. Philadelphia Tampa on Monday night is the least interesting of these to me, other than the possibility that Philadelphia ends up losing six of the last seven, fire their coach. I mean, who? I mean, this. It watching all of this happen to Philadelphia. Not that I want bad things for Philadelphia, I don't. But it's just, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. I, when this team was sitting at what, like ten and one through eleven weeks, they were they were on they were going to coast to the number one seed, and now here they are. They're traveling to Tampa. Nobody saw this coming. Unbelievable drama. Yeah, they were like the first team that was 10 and 1 to not reach 12 wins ever, I think I read. And that's oh, now there's man. an extra game where you can get to the 12 Wow, wins that's an amazing stat. <laughs> so yeah, they're in just total tailspin in Philly. And of course, everyone outside of Philadelphia is loving every second of it. But uh it, it gets worse. I, on Thursday, Jalen Hurts. Uh, says he has not thrown a football since he injured his finger uh-huh. on last Sunday. So we'll see what happens on Friday, uh, Saturday. Um, but his middle, his fingers messed up on his throwing hand. He said it was a mistake going back in the game against the Giants, and they, there's really nothing to play for almost at that point. Uh, so yeah, you got to be worried about all of the Eagles, uh, especially DeAndre Swift. He's the I'll roll the dice on the passing game because, you know, that's how you attack the Bucks. But it's it's no shocker that you don't want to go with DeAndre Swift really in any format against the Bucks, allowing 3.6 yards per carry and uh, the eighth lowest rushing success rate over the final 10 weeks of the regular season. And uh, Swift, uh, you know, who's usually he can be a bell cow back when given the opportunities, meaning, you know, he gets his carries and he gets work through the air. He's been invisible in the pass game over his last six totaling just six catches for 17 scoreless yards on 11 targets during that span, his last six games. So mm. gross, gross uh, prospects for DeAndre Swift in this game. What yeah. I'm, I'm, who I'm most excited for is Baker Mayfield, who coming off a really bad game statistically against Carolina last week, but he was banged up. And teams just, we've we said it all season, they, they do not throw against the Panthers. And the Panthers do have a good secondary when teams do choose to throw against them, but who, who doesn't have a good secondary? Uh, and it's taken a total, you know, 180, 180 from yeah. last season is uh, Philadelphia. Since week 13, Philly has allowed the sixth highest yards per attempt, the third most passing touchdowns, the fourth highest passer rating, the seventh highest adjusted completion rate. Uh, again, Baker's been banged up with a rib injury, but uh, he'll benefit from the extra day of rest. 
uh, with this game being on Monday night, which I hate, by the way. It should just I be three too. and three. So, I mean, some, you know, the winner here is going to get uh, at most six days rest. They'll get six. They won't play yeah. on Saturday, but they'll no. get six days it's rest. Still it's still a disadvantage. It's a, big, it's a sizable disadvantage. And I, I, do, I will admit, once Monday comes around, you know, Monday night, you're like, oh, there's a football game on. So I guess I'm glad they did wait. But overall, it's, it's stupid. But anyway, uh, not stupid would be stacking the the Buccaneers from all angles <laughs> against this Eagles defense, starting with the obvious guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, you can go all the way down to Kate Otten, though. Uh, just super stackable, friendly team uh, for the Bucs, who there's going to be some rain in this one. Uh, Philly still favored, three-point favorites. Uh, I don't know about that. This feels more like just a toss-up to me with the way the Eagles have been playing. But um, I would not be shocked to see the uh, the Bucks pull the upset here. And, uh, you know, Rashad White, can only say good things about Rashad White. The, 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 the Eagles' run defense is also taking a complete 180. Just, again, total tailspin. All the Bucks are in play in this game. I'd give some you – want, you want a dart throw buck. It's Trey, Trey Palmer. Palmer. Trey Palmer, yeah, because you love Trey Palmer. Yeah, it, the slot sure. has been a problem for Philadelphia all year long, and, and in some cases, a massive problem for them. And you know, Philadelphia's, you know, they got a uh, they got a Vontae Maddox back there, and you know, Maddox is, I don't, he's not terrible, but he's you know also not all that good. Philadelphia's allowed. Let me look at it. See if it, they've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to the slot. So. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be one to watch as well if you need a uh, sort of DFS dart throw. Trey Palmer potential. Yeah, uh, I, I Baker like Mayfield. That can we can we just feel good about Baker Mayfield for a second? I mean, it, the dude it, went ignominiously ejected from Cleveland. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, you know, after watching his TV ads for three years, and we're like, what has he done to earn this level of stature? Blah blah blah, whatever just very quietly signs with the Bucs. People felt like it was a desperation move from the Bucs who didn't have anywhere else to turn at quarterback. And Baker Mayfield's turned in a good fantasy season and a good, well, just a good season. I don't want to qualify it by making it sound like a fantasy season, Brian. It's, you know, by, I think by any standards, it was a good season and a better season than pretty much anybody expected from Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you can't forget last year he started off at the Panthers that, didn't play well, but we all know the, the story in Carolina. They mm-hmm. they were a disaster last year. They're going to be a disaster for a long time. And then he went to the Rams for a minute. They they ran out of quarterbacks essentially, and he played all right for the. He just showed up. I remember, and he played decent one game for the Rams. And then I think they went to Green Bay and got rolled. But yeah, great great story. Should be comeback player of the year. Well, not in, in unfortunately not you know not even in consideration really. It's uh, right now it's Flacco and Demar Hamlin, uh, or at least that's how they closed out uh, the regular season. Is those two? Is, is Hamlin still? He he played what like three? I know that's it's incredible. That he's, oh, seven and, seven snaps. Look, look, delighted. You know, obviously delighted he's alive and delighted he's still in the league. But I just think at some point to win this award, you need to play, don't you? Yeah. Seven snaps, seven games. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, he had seventeen. Uh, if I misspoke, it was seventeen snaps, uh, which still, is pretty ridiculous. I just that's you like know. a that's a quarter. Yeah, and you know, and maybe you know, maybe uh, Demar Hamlin's going to be much better next year. Uh, you know, further removed from nearly dying on the field, um, and so maybe next year will be better. But you know, I think if it were my vote, I would uh, I'd go Joe Flacco for that or. So the, to your point, Baker Mayfield. By the way, would you care to guess where Baker Mayfield, ESPN scoring, 
What position did Baker Mayfield finish in the quarterback position? Got to be top 10. 10. I'll go seventh. 10. 10. Baker Mayfield, 10. How about that? Yeah. I wanted to bring it up uh, when we circle back to Houston, Cleveland, really. Sure. Like we're talking about end of season awards. Stefanski or D'Amico Ryan? Oh, yeah, I talked about it on uh, KFAN today. What a, what an amazing job by both guys. Stefanski had to overcome way more. You lose Nick Chubb in week two. You, you're on four different quarterbacks. You have to juggle the whole Deshaun Watson thing, which is, you know, really difficult. Lots of injuries on and off to his defense as well for Kevin Stefanski. And now they've, you know, they've really, you know, they've turned into obviously a very good team. That's parts great for Stefanski. For D'Amico Ryans, remember, Houston picked two in the draft. They were so bad, and they're, look at where they ended up. You know, they end up being, they're hosting a playoff game. They win their division and host a playoff game. What a job he did. I don't, if you had to, if you were to pick one or the other, who would you pick? I think, it, it, the, has there ever been a co, co-winner? co This is the year that yes. there should be one. I think, I'm pretty sure there has been a co-winner of uh, Coach I know of the you, Year. I know you can't factor the, the postseason, but really this game should decide. It should decide. <laughs> That's a great point. Now, the winner of this game it, gets to win that award. I, I think means the fancy just because it's, yeah, Houston's been, it's, it just seemed like a total, like that they were just, their season was over almost, you know, as soon as Nick Chubb went down. And then things got worse and worse and worse to the point where you're like, just shut it down, and then in comes Joe Flacco, and yeah, getting water with Dorian Thompson Robinson and stuff. They had a win or two there, but the Flacco thing is just incredible. I there's going to be a Disney movie about this. This is like well, if he wins the Super Bowl, there might be. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, and I'm wrong. No, I don't believe there has been have been co-winners. I thought that there might have, but I do not appear to have been correct about that. Um, so. Yeah. Has there been any uh, steam? You know, I'm I'm in uh, Charlotte now, so I'm not hearing a lot of the local uh, jibber jabber anymore. But Joe Flacco to the Vikings next year is that a possibility? Uh, not that <clears> I've heard here. I think I think they're here. They're talking about uh, the general manager for the Vikings came out and talked about how he's uh, you know the team's going to make an effort to re-sign Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will, and it doesn't mean that Kirk will uh, accept whatever they offer for a salary. But uh, there will be an effort made to keep him, and I think ultimately they will. Well, Flacco can certainly play still. Yeah, clearly <laughs> we saw he can Tom play. Brady. Yes. We, we saw Tom Brady play at 45, and he's an unrestricted free agent. Cleveland mm-hmm. is unfortunately married to Deshaun Watson. And if someone's going to be willing to pay him starter money, he's not going to – he'll probably take it. Oh, yeah. He'll, they always do, he'll, he'll, right, or almost always do. I yeah. If you had There's, to pick a team where – if you had to pick a team right now, that Joe Flacco is going to be the starter for on week one, who would you pick? Like where it would work? I think it would work with the Vikings if they don't re-sign Kirk Cousins. Uh, Atlanta, possibly. I think it's going to be a team farther down the draft that can't really realistically go get their guy, and that's Pittsburgh at 23. You know, there's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh sitting at 23 is... At least they're, they're 23 now. They they could move up depending on, you know, wins or losses here. Pittsburgh at 23 doesn't have a very viable way to get up into the top six or so that you're going to have to get one of the uh, three quarterbacks that are believed to be going early in the lottery here. So it'll be his third 
AFC North team. Yeah, wouldn't that be wild? For. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, finish the career in Cincinnati. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe he could. Burrow maybe. goes down in twenty twenty six or mm-hmm. no twenty twenty five. What year are we in? But yeah, it would be incredible if they just—it's incredible already. But they, if the Browns make a deep run, if the Browns win the Super Bowl, what do you do with <laughs> Deshaun Watson? Yeah, how do you? How would you at that point go back to Deshaun Watson and tell your fan base, "Yeah, we just won the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, but we're going to let him go to Pittsburgh, our division rival, and we're going to go yeah. back to the guy who was fully incapable of moving this offense." That knows our whole postseason playbook, <laughs> right? <laughs> walk away with that. <laughs> Unreal. Wow. God, it'd be it'd be such a great storyline, wouldn't it? Incredible. Yeah, unreal. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Good to have you. Uh, yeah. Your first show from uh, from New Digs in Carolina, and um, and we'll... yes, I'm not the Brian Johnson who's interviewing for the. the no, why and why is he interviewing for anything? What has he done with this? Know. What has he done with the Eagles' offense to garner an interview? That's why I'm further rooting for Philly's offense to sputter so he doesn't get this job because I can't stand watching Eagles games. Hearing your own name over and over again while you're watching a football game, it's very annoying. You just going to have to trust me on this. When they're like, Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson. And I'm like, shut up. So I don't <laughs> want Brian Johnson in the news cycle <laughs> right. anymore. Exactly. Until the ACDC lead singer dies. That's the last time I want to hear Brian Johnson. Well, we're not. Let's not wish death. No, this is many, many years down the line. Yeah. Decades. Uh, all right. Uh, Brian, thanks a lot. Appreciate everybody who listened to Fantasy Football yep. Weekly. We'll be back next week. I, more of the same. We'll be breaking down playoff games, obviously, throughout the entire playoffs. And we appreciate all the fantasy players who uh, who continue to join us and continue listening uh, throughout the off season. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.